So I just came back from personality hackers profiler training and I was working for the whole week. I was doing video and audio and all of that stuff. But with that, you know, it's a personality type conference essentially. So there's a lot of conversations. There's a lot of happenings around personality type. So there's going to be a lot that I'm reviewing and hopefully coming up as things that I want to talk about on this podcast. And today I want to share this introverted thinking for ITPs, ISTPs, and INTPs, and you know the other TPs and FJs, that introverted thinking is like reviewing source code. And I want to reiterate what that kind of means. Because I've had a podcast episode before about making sense, and it was a little conspiracy theory-ish <laughs> sounding, but I think it's starting to formulate a little bit more clearly in my mind that when we're thinking about in, in introverted thinking terms, there's a detachment from self in order to think about certain concepts or ideas or the way the world works. And the detachment from self is in a way trying to understand the principles and scaffolding of existence, right? What binds everything together? What laws of existence makes everything happen? And uh, I mean, this could be in grand ways, like I'm saying about existence and the universe and stuff, but it could be in more of a microcosm kind of physical way, like physical joints and attachments and stuff. But it's really about what is the code? What is the if this, then that statements of existence? And that's why, you know, introverted thinking people tend to gravitate towards software and code and language uh, because we're trying to understand the interconnected logical points between ideas. For, for intuitives, it's between ideas. For sensors, it's between physical things, typically, uh, which, like all intuitors, use sensing, and all sensing uses intu intuition. Uh, but it's, you know, just trends, not rules. And um, I think of uh, constructing realities that we do as coders and the realities that we construct in our minds. And so one of the ways that I think about introverted thinking is, is introverted thinking requires, not requires, but hopes for some form of validation, meaning not an introverted feeling validation of like, I see you, I hear you, your feelings are valid, but in a like, that makes sense, or I understand what you're saying, or that there's clarity achieved. And introverted thinking users tend to seek clarity for themselves first. And after a while, the new frontier becomes how to help others create or find clarity for themselves. Like one of my personal principles is seeking and supporting clarity. And so I'm always working towards that. How do I convey ideas in a way that communicates it effectively? Because as much as I want to, I can't just take the spark in my brain of an idea and implant it in yours. I have to find the connection points between my brain and your brain to share an idea effectively, right? And then when somebody gets clarity, when someone has that like, oh, or like that makes sense, or I get it, or someone leaves me a comment on YouTube saying like, oh, that I totally understand this much better now, uh, that gives me a chemical hit of excitement and clarity, right? And so it takes a while for an introverted thinking person to realize that they can get that from communicating with other people, but usually it starts with clarity for the self doing research, uh, maybe figuring out how to explain something or write something, or maybe start a podcast or a YouTube channel. And you're, you're creating more opportunities for you to 
not only just take in for information, but to explain and express that information. And so one of the key words I think that applies to introverted thinking is diagnostic or diagnosis. Like Dr. House was a diagnostic specialist. And we're typically looking at all the nodes in a system or, or reviewing code and able to pick apart, you know, what maybe needs to be updated or what needs to be improved. And for introverted thinking, we're constantly trying to improve our code. If you're on the growth path, if you're a little bit stuck, you may be maybe too attached to the current code. That's the word detachment, right? Like in order to keep reviewing your code effectively, you need to not have an attachment to any of it. And now you may ride it for a while. And if you're writing a certain code, uh, that becomes a belief. You're believing that this is how the world works and I'm going to operate based on that. And for quite some time, we usually need to. We need to operate based on certain worldviews. We need to operate uh, in, in certain ways for a certain amount of time. It's not as if we can wipe the code clean and just start fresh every time. We're reconstructing, we're reconfiguring, and sometimes uh, when you're messing with code, you mess things up, <laughs> you know? And so what you're needing to develop as an introverted thinking person is the faith in yourself that even if you mess it up, you'll be able to figure it out again because you're rearranging things and you're assessing uh, your situation pretty much constantly. Now for me, I've learned that recently I've become a better listener and I'm like, wait, am I actually FI? <laughs> am I actually introverted feeling? But I, I find that it's not that I'm listening for emotional content. I'm listening for consistency in someone's expression. And I'm looking for maybe where the, the kinks in their code is, right? So they're in a way Getting into their internal experience, having them share things with me feels like I'm able to access their string of code and I can help them rewrite some things. I can't rewrite it for them, but I can give them suggestions or I can give them advice, right? And then they have to do the work to rewrite their internal code. And so I guess I should clarify what writing your internal code really means. I think it means um, assessing your beliefs and trying to check for logical consistencies, you know, or if you're missing information, that's like probably the toughest, I think, is realizing when you're missing information, because you're sort of working with the code of what you have, right? Uh, and you're rearranging all of that. But if you don't know what you don't know, right? And that's the toughest, I think, is the humility of that is a big challenge of, of seeking or starting to understand when there's just not enough information to do something effectively with the code that you have, right? And so another way I look at code is you know something like the matrix. I mean, the matrix is, is such a cliche INTP thing to reference, but it really is all about constructing a reality, you know, virtual, I mean, we're playing in the space right now of augmented reality and virtual reality. And if, and like the matrix really highlighted this software experience, you know, that like our brain is the hardware and then plugging into the matrix was like plugging into a different software, right? We have the software of our minds that we're running and we're experiencing, but we all experience a slightly different software, not necessarily cognitive functions, but it's perhaps the combination of all of these things, life experience, cognitive functions, uh, the Enneagram uh, worldviews with spiral dynamics and stuff, uh, various maps and models, various things that we've learned, various beliefs, etc. All of that amounts to the software of our experience. And we're all making sense of the world through 
all of those experiences, right? And when I say making sense is that we are creating a sensation of what the world looks like. We are constructing the reality around us. It's not necessarily that we're perceiving things as they are, though extroverted sensing users tend to get as close to that as possible. But even then, they have other functions. We are manipulating ourselves pretty much constantly to believe what we feel like we need to believe for the sake of survival, for the sake of connection, for the sake of reproduction, et cetera, et cetera. We will mold and shift our reality all the time. So what sense are we making for ourselves? How are we constructing the reality around us to create our own, you know, matrix situation? You know, how have we taken the blue pill and continued to live within our own space, essentially? And so starting to deconstruct your reality is the idea of taking the red pill. It's the idea of of going down the rabbit hole and seeing behind the curtain. It's a very INTP kind of way of looking at it, but ISTPs can do that too, to some degree. It's starting to look at, you know, what's really going on here? What's happening in my brain? What am I... And when you're exploring psychologically or, you know, you're diagnosing or troubleshooting, you know, relationships, career, uh, the way the world works, you know, all sorts of various things, you know, when you're exploring that within yourself, you're not just defaulting, right? And we have to be careful to not just default or to get to the point where we excessively, absurdly break things down that it becomes nihilistic. And we have this feeling of like, there is no meaning, right? And, you know, having no meaning is a uh, critical parent aspect of our introverted intuition, the sixth function. So what I'm essentially trying to say is that we're all constructing our own realities and we're making sense reality out of our thoughts. So we talk about the words making sense. And I think that's really what I'm connecting to when I'm connecting to someone and sharing an idea. And they say, oh, that makes sense. It means that they can construct that idea in their mind and it connects with them, that they can welcome that part of reality into their perspective. And I think that's a beautiful thing. And I want to help people do that in a way that does make sense to them, not just to me. And so we're all constructing our realities. And I find that if I can pay attention, because like I've been, I've been, I've been rubbaging through my own code for 37 years. Uh, it's not as exciting anymore. <laughs> I mean, I still do it all the time, every day, constantly, like going through the code in my brain. But um, when I can introduce the idea of like someone else's code and start to get to know other perspectives, like that's really interesting right now, at least for me. And uh, that allows me to actually coach people and support people and give uh, frameworks or ideas or direction based on how I've made sense of reality, you know? So even regardless of the personality type, I think there is an opportunity to do that. You know, some people are going to be more or less receptive to that kind of support. It can feel a little invasive, especially when I'm, I'm a sexual dominant in the Enneagram. And, um, you know, not everyone likes that sort of intertwined brains feeling. I, I love that creative energy, that connecting with somebody and building something new out of it or creating direction or brainstorming. But not everyone likes that sort of thing. So uh, I am careful to not enforce that on anyone. So this idea of, of reviewing source code, I think is important 
I tried to iterate it once on a on a YouTube channel episode, um, but uh, it triggered a couple of INTPs. I had posted it in like an INTP women's group, and the moderator banned me because she didn't like the idea of rewriting code. Uh, and you know that was probably the SI talking. Um, but that happens, you know, like introverted sensing, you get caught up in like, I really like this code. I like the way that I am. I like the way things are going and you get a little attached, but attachment becomes sort of that eighth function FI demon, right? That's what leads you down this path of, of absurdity in the nihilistic sense that everything becomes meaningless and it starts to head down a quickly down a rabbit hole of existential dread. And it's just really interesting how that can create that connection. And so ultimately what I feel like is one of the biggest challenges for this is that not everyone wants to rewrite their code. So first of all, it's like being selective of who you're talking to and who you're supporting. Uh, and not everyone understands the concept of reviewing code. You know, a detachment feels psychopathy. It feels psychopathic, right? Um, to, to distance yourself. And it's not about not being human. It's sort of just, it's almost like a elemental character that can, can detach, not as always detached. Like you need to be human. You need to interact with people. You need to say hi to the barista at a coffee shop. You need to, you know, have emotional bonds, you know, show love for your kids, stuff like that. You know, you still need to be a human being, but make plenty of space to do detached thought and going through your own code and figuring things out. Right. So it, it's that the balance but for a long time when you're younger you know the code's exciting and you're just going through it all the time and you get mad when someone doesn't let you go through the code <laughs> uh you know so that's a tricky challenge um and i guess lastly uh you know this makes me think of um sometimes part of receiving clarity from another person is even proving to yourself that you're right and they're wrong by making them offended or triggered or something like that. And uh, that's not really clarity. That's like a false kind of synthetic clarity. That's like eating candy versus like eating a healthy meal. I find that when you can take the time to really get to know someone's experience and really help them find clarity and not just, you know, pick a belief that you have and then, you know, have an argument with someone and prove them wrong. And then, oh, 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 I'm right. Ha <laughs> ha. And like, that's more belief in righteousness than it is clarity. Clarity, there's a certain peace to it. Like everyone calms down. Introverted thinking is quiet contemplation. And when someone can figure something out, there's a certain calm that comes with it. You know, it's not about trolling. When you're trolling and all that stuff, you're in different functions. And I understand why that happens. I understand why the nihilism happens. I understand why the trolling happens. I understand why getting stuck in certain types of code happens. I understand why getting uh, triggered about your future happens. Because, you know, the, the world is not built for, there's really time periods where like the world is built for like one function, really, if we're honest with ourselves. Introverted thinking is not that function. <laughs> so, you know, there are places that are being determined for introverted thinking. You know, there are more coding and software needs and software is super important. Software is everything with introverted thinking, you know, without software, uh, if your phone would be a brick, you know, and uh, introverted thinking is all of that work of putting the code together to make something function. 
So that's completely valuable. The challenge is people don't see that value when you're younger. And so you have to find that value for yourself. Now you're listening to this podcast and maybe you're now realizing some of that value, but it can be important for you to share that value. I think more introverted thinking people need to have a sense that, or could use some, some help in having a sense of their own passion, purpose, and mission. Now you don't necessarily have to have like a set direction, but just kind of like what your role is in life. You know, it's really hard to figure out what your usefulness is, right? Because it's not really useful. Philosophy doesn't feel useful. You know, philosophy is a very TI thing too. It's like TI poetry is the way I look at philosophy. But I think it's that idea of finding clarity, clarity in direction, clarity in focus, clarity in our thought process, clarity in how we are constructing reality. And that is incredibly valuable. And the challenge is that most paths in life, most parents are trying to push people to be productive, to make money, to get resources, to make families, to, you know, to do TE and FE things, to do, you know, to build your own business and, or take over the family business or, uh, you know, um, marry a nice girl or marry a nice boy or marry a nice, uh, uh, transgender person. Uh, I don't know. Uh, and figure all the stuff out, you know, like, but rarely is the internal world, uh, given as much credence and is recognized by the average person. You know, people just get concerned. They're like, you're quiet and you're weird. Like, no, Introverted thinking is quiet contemplation. You know, that's the way I look at it. Introverted feeling is very similar, but it's really like dancing within your emotional experience and your narratives and getting to know narratives, right? So I find that if you're a person, if you're an introverted thinking person listening to this, which I suspect you will be, that... The best thing we can do, if we're in a place where we're trying to support humanity, if we're trying to support ourselves, then do that. That's fine. You don't need to do anything for bigger picture or anything. If anything, actually helping ourselves tends to help humanity more. Um, but what we can usually do is be a steward for our function, meaning understanding what it is for ourselves, how we use it, how it's useful, and then also using that to serve others in listening to them, helping them review their source, source code, not telling them what they're doing wrong, but to maybe offer suggestions or give some advice and, or notice when something's not consistent and gently point that out to them. <laughs> um, but not for the sake of, uh, like I, I, I own that it's ultimately for me right? It's, it's for me to get the chemical hit, but trying to take a shortcut to that is usually what ends up happening. Trying to take a shortcut is trying to just tell someone that they're wrong or, or doing a strong man, straw man type of argument or, uh, being brute force about what someone needs to fix in their life. Cause like, it's not for you to fix it. And by trying to shortcut that and trying to fix the problem, you're actually robbing yourself of getting the hit of someone else achieving clarity, right? And that's something I never really, it took me a long time to realize that like I do get a hit from others achieving clarity. 
And so that's allowing me to be more patient. You know, it's sort of like, uh, it's sort of like fasting, you know, like you fast for two days and like that first meal is incredible. Right. And having the patience to wait and to really listen to what someone is saying, listen to longer podcasts or to listen to someone when they're having a conversation and, you know, stringing ideas together and seeing if it all connects and just waiting for your brain to do the work. Cause your brain will be like, your brain will tell you, your brain will just be like, Oh wait, Nope. That's an inconsistency. And then using some of the, you know, gentler approaches of like, I'm noticing something and ask permission, right? The shortcut is not asking permission, but if you ask permission, they're welcoming you in and then they're going to listen and then they may find clarity from actually listening. And then when they find clarity and they're like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Or like, I can't believe that I didn't notice that. Then, man, the chemical hit from that, oof, that is crack. <laughs> so, you know, patience, I think, is going to be a very, very high leverage point for you listening. And then also, if you're being a steward of your function, a steward of introverted thinking, meaning that you're going to champion it and you're going to speak up for it and um, demonstrate it. I think ultimately it's about demonstrating its value. Then, you know, it'll contribute to making the world a better place or at least making your world a better place. Right. So that's what I hope at least by sharing some of this. So I've got a full week of stuff that is going to be processing over some time. So I'll be sharing some things, but I just been thinking a lot about this, like reviewing source code, um, stewarding the dominant function <clears throat> and uh, clarity. Clarity is important to me um, very much because of my own chemical hit, but then it also supports sovereignty, which is what's important to me too. And then also being um, uh, curiosity over judgment. And I think that's that's the leverage point of the leverage point. <laughs> the leverage point being, um, you know, the 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 patience and listening part. But the leverage point of the leverage point is curiosity over judgment. So approaching people with curiosity and not being ready to judge them on them not doing what you're doing in in analyzing your code but then also them not doing uh, you know, any kind of particular work or listening to you. Like that's not your responsibility. That's the detachment part, right? That's healthy detachment. There is such a thing. And I think we can be the stewards and practicers, practitioners of, of that. That makes sense. So thanks for listening to Happy Chemicals. I have been Christian Rivera. You can go to happychemicals.org if you're an INTP wanting to learn about yourself. I've got empowerment guides talking about the cognitive functions and uh, integrating the other attitude of the cognitive function. So with introverted thinking, how do we integrate extroverted thinking and in extroverted intuition? How do we integrate introverted intuition, etc. And then I also talk about energy levels and managing that stuff. And the empowerment guide is really about all of that. Uh, and then I've got the INTP productivity uh, course, and I've got some other places that are interesting places for uh, interesting ways that INTPs can improve their lives in relationships, careers, and all of that stuff from fellow INTP. That is me. So go ahead and check those out. And I've got a big old course bundle. So if you want all of it at the top of the page, there's the INTP course bundle. You can buy all of them for a flat fee and get access to all those things. So 
<clears throat> with that said, my name is Christian Rivera. Thank you for listening to Happy Chemicals. Let me know in the comments if you're listening on YouTube, if you uh, relate to anything I said, or if you have anything you'd like to add or anything you're curious about or any topics you'd like me to cover. That'd be amazing. So thanks for listening. I appreciate you. Go do your thing and uh, review some source code and also go experience life so you have more code to review. So I appreciate you. I'll talk to you on the next episode. See ya.